Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you uh, Tuesday, the day after the night before, if you like, because yesterday we sadly uh, got some really devastating news uh, on the injury front of Yuri and Timber. And uh, we're going to talk about that and plenty of transfer news related to it as well. I'm joined this morning by Umar. Hey, Nevent, you could do well? Yeah, I'm not bad, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I mean, I could be better, to be fair. Um, I'm, I'm gutted. I'm absolutely mm. gutted. Um, Timber was shaping up for me to be potentially one of my favourite players in the squad. Uh, so to lose him for what is expected to be a very lengthy amount of time, we don't know the specific details, but there's suggestions that it is an ACL. That's what we've heard from... Uh, Dutch sources, Mike Varvak from uh, The Telegraph reporting that it looks to be a, a serious knee injury relating to his ACL. Um, but the club have so far not confirmed what type of injury that it is. We'll have to wait and see um, if it indeed is the ACL. we got to hope that it's it's not, but I don't know why the, the reports wouldn't be accurate, you know, on this front. So, yeah, first of all, how it's easy to say how gutting it is it's really bad but i mean how are you kind of feeling after this news i was disheartened like yesterday yeah. if i'm honest like really really disheartened because people don't realize like how vital he's been to our system so early on and for Mikel Arteta, you keep seeing Mikel Arteta speaking so highly of him talking about how smooth his transition has been um at arsenal already in the first 11 and it's a massive it's a massive massive blow like we have to be realistic and we have to say how it is because this was a kid who's coming to the arsenal team and he's offered something different in the back line he's someone that was very versatile and he offers like two positions you could say if say you want to alter the right back position he could do that job say if you want to have him inverted if one week Zinchenko's not playing, he could fill that void. If you say you wanted a rotation option for a William Saliba, he could fill that void as well. And you, you look back to last season and the reason why Arsenal's tight hopes faltered, and even the season before, when we faltered in the top four race, what has been the issues constantly? It's been defensive issues. When we lost out in the Champions League to Tottenham um, two seasons ago now, I think it was, we had Cedric, we had Holding coming into the team because we had injuries to the likes of Ben White, was it, Tom? Or Tommy Asu? I think so. Yeah. 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 And, Tommy Asu and Saliba. Yeah. And then last season, like you just touched on Saliba and Tommy Asu. And it's always been a hindrance to Arsenal. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping like in, in the final few weeks of the window, we go out and strengthen. And some could say, why does it always have to be a signing that we have to make? Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying that we don't have to give the likes of Tomiyasu an opportunity or Tierney or etc. But I just don't think they're good enough. I just don't. I just don't think they're up to that standard. I look at Tomiyasu. Yeah, I think Tomiyasu is a good player. He's a utility player for me. I look at Tomiyasu and I think he's someone that should be displacing Rob Holding in the Arsenal setup. Do you, do you understand? Like, if there's like we need an opportunity to rotate or we need opportunity if someone needs a breather or someone gets injured, he can come in and fill that fourth choice role and Rob Holding departs. Kieran Tini, I don't think is good enough. Like, not necessarily saying he's not a bad defender, but he just doesn't fit Arsenal's style of play, Mikel style of play. 
And there's no point keeping him around because we've got injury to Timber. Is he going to be capable of doing that role? No, no. So allow him to elite, allow him to depart. But this injury to Timber is a blow. Like it's disheartened me so early on in the Premier League like season. It's only been one game week, and I'm already thinking, ah, oh, this is a big, big blow. Not only for us, but the player himself, because like. For me, I, I looked at it and I, I, when, when he came into the Arsenal team, I was thinking this could be one of the best signings of the summer. That's how good he is. He's so comfortable on the ball. I like the way that he's so calm. He's so composed. Nothing really phases him. He's strong. I like the, I like the, I like the fact that he's reactive in his challenges. He always gets a toe in front of the um, attacker. So it's going to be a big, big blow, I think, for Arsenal. Hopefully... It's um, hopefully we can see him back before the season um, ends, but it's going to be a long time. Like if we're being realistic, I, I don't think he comes back until March, April. And again, is he going to be back to that level? It's going to take him time. You look at Ben Chilwell when he suffered the ACL. It took him about six months to come back to the same uh, Ben Chilwell that was before the injury. And you know how ACLs are. And I'm not saying that we're in the modern era because compare it to our 20 years ago, Obviously, there's more technology. The medics are more aware of stuff that they need to do. So that's a bit of a positive. But I hope that Timber doesn't lose that explosiveness in his game because you've seen with Bellerin when he picked up the ACL. He lacked that explosiveness in it after he came back. But it's a big blow. It's a big blow, man. And we'll speak about it in a bit, but Arsenal do have to strengthen now and they do have to go back into the market. And I think Mikel Arteta will, will, will be doing that. Yeah, I think when it comes to, you know, looking at the the ramifications of this, I think it will be obviously more detrimental if Zinchenko's not fully fit for Palace. But I do think there is something to be said about not rushing Zinchenko back as well just because you this situation yeah. has happened. You know, we need to make sure that Zinchenko is fully ready and available. Don't rush him into the Palace game. You can use Kivior, you can use Tomias. You have two players there that are good, really strong options for us that we can use. So there isn't a necessity to rush Zinchenko back. Do you think there's a necessity to sign somebody? Yeah, 100%. And it's it's because these players that are the backups, they're not reliable. They are not reliable. Zinchenko, as good as he is, you've seen it in the past year. His track record in terms of injuries, it is poor. Even at Manchester City, it was not the best. And time and time again, he picks up these little niggles, these calf injuries, these little knocks, and he's out for three, four weeks. And he can't be trusted. He can't be trusted. Say, for example, if he was a fully fit defender, if he's playing week in, week out, I would not be worried. I would not be worried with this injury. I'd be a bit upset, but I know what Zinchenko can offer week in, week out. I know his qualities. I know he's capable of filling that void. But I look at Tomiyasu again, reliability, availability. Can he be trusted to play week in, week out? No, I don't think so. Zinchenko, I don't think so. Kibior, yeah, I know in the past um, final games of last season, at times he played that inverted role. But is he up to that standard of a Yuri and Timber, Alexander Zinchenko? Again, it's up for debate. So I think we have to go into the market. We have to go into the market because Timber, he was brought in to be a basically a rotation option for Ben White or William Saliba. He was. But it's, it's, he's so good that he can do that job in Zinchenko's position. And say, for example, if Zinchenko gets injured, TC, or 
Tomiyasu picks up an injury or one of the right back, uh, some right-sided players pick up an injury in terms of Saliba. We're basically in the same position we were last season. Rob Holdings there again. He's there again. And we can't afford that same mistake. We cannot afford that same mistake because it cost us last season and I don't want it to cost Arsenal this season. And there are players out there that can come in and not necessarily be saying we have to pay huge amounts of money, but there are options out there. And we'll speak about that um, in a bit, but like we have to strengthen. I think it's 100% a priority for Arsenal. Yeah, I, I think that it now comes down to the, obviously who and how do you get that deal done. I think that there's scope to bring somebody in because I can see players like Tierney, like holding, like Tommy Asu, even, you know, maybe moving on, you know, in the future. We're seeing Gabriel, you know, linked with a move mm. away from the club. You know, you can always get a surprise exit, Saudi Arabia linked. Just quickly on that, I don't think I can see Arsenal sanctioning a sale. Are you worried about that one? You know what? You say you can't see Arsenal sanctioning a deal, but with these Saudi clubs, bro, like, say, for example, if they slap 100 million on the table, mm. you have to think about it, surely. From uh, Yeah, I, I don't think they... I don't just, think <laughs> they would. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's I can't those, see it. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I hope, I hope they don't. At the start of the window... You could you could have time to find a replacement. You could have time to bring in a player that is maybe not at that level of Gabriel, but someone that can come in and potentially get to his level in, in a few months' time. But I think Gabriel is a vital cog to Arsenal system. And for me, you can't set him. You can't set him this late into the window. Number one, because when you look in and around Europe for left-sided centre-backs, I can't really name many off the top of my head that are better than Gabriel. Like, as a defender, he's up there as being one of the best. But again, when you talk about FFP, balancing the books, I'm not privy to how much Arsenal basically have to offload. And they've struggled. They have struggled in the past few weeks in terms of selling players. There's hope that Balogun, that move will be done in, in, in a week or so, a few weeks' time. Monaco seemed to be in advanced talks with him. So hopefully we can get um, good money for him. But then Pepe, termination of his contract, is that what we wanted at the start of the window? Not really. But we're in a position that we have to get rid of the player and we have to balance the books. And if that means uh, reducing the wage bill, it's something that we have to do. But in terms of Gabriel, no, we can't sell him. We cannot sell him because for me, if we sell a player like Gabriel with two weeks left of the window, it's two steps forwards and one step back in terms of this whole window. Keep the nucleus of the squad intact. Keep that core together. If you like take one of that core out of the system, you'll struggle. You'll struggle this season. So I can't see it happening, but with these Saudi girls, bro, you just never know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, no, and I think that, you know, also you look at West Ham, you know, they sold Declan Rice 105 million. They're now being quoted like like 30 million for Maguire, which I think is mad. You know, 40 million for McTominay, which is even madder. Hmm. You know, I, I cannot see um, Arsenal being able to get a good deal, even if they were to bring in a huge sum of money. They'd have to massively overpay for a replacement as well, because it's not only toward the end of the window, but, you know, clubs would know that they've got that big money to spend having brought it in. It's just simpler um, to, to keep Gabriel. But 
if a club came in with a huge figure, it would be interesting to see if Arsenal were tempted um, to allow them to move on, especially because, you know, they've, they've now got... I think they didn't start the game against Forrest. I know that there's tactical reasons behind that and maybe with Timber's injury, they're not going to make that risk or take that risk anymore. But it is interesting to see how mm. they how they would approach it if a massive, massive bid uh, came in. But yeah, in terms of replacements for Timber... Uh, Cancelo and Laporte have, have been talked about. I can see people in the chat box suggesting Benjamin Hendricks of, of RB Leipzig, who we've been linked to. I think Mohamed Simakan is a great option as well from RB Leipzig, potentially as well. Uh, it seems that right-backs more so than left-sided players would be the option. Do you agree that's the pathway or do you think another left-back to replace Tini, uh, Timber sorry, would be the right move? No, no, I agree with you. I think we, we spoke about I think when you look at the left-back options that we have, they're okay. Zinchenko, uh, Kibio, Tomiyasu can fill that void. But when you look at the right-sided right sided defence, one injury and it could scupper uh, our season. Like It could have a detrimental impact on it. So yeah, you're probably looking at a right-sided um, defender, someone that's versatile, in my opinion. And there's been links with Cancelo. I can't see Cancelo happening, to be honest. I think at the start of the window, it wouldn't have surprised me if Arsenal... Um, did inquire for Cancelo, but it seems his heart is set on the move to Barcelona. It seems that he just wants to get away from England. And I think in the back of Mikel Arteta's mind, he would have liked to sign Cancelo for Arsenal. I'm not surprised. I think, like, I look at Cancelo and he's that luxury type of signing in a way that someone that is someone that has that quality, someone that can impact games from defence, but someone that is versatile, someone that can play as a right-back, someone that can play as a left-back. So it would have been a good option, but I just can't see it happening. Laporte is one of the interesting ones, I think, for me. Right now, he doesn't have... Um, it seems his, his his place in Manchester City set up. It's not assured. It's not assured. Like, Rico Lewis has overtaken him. They brought in a, a new signing in Gravidor. Um, oh. Diaz, Stones, Kanji, Nathan Ake. So many defenders ahead yeah. of him right now and you look at Laporte and he can fill that void in terms of coming in um adding strength in numbers but he's versatile as well I think last season Pep Guardiola played him at times as a left back as a full back and you look at Mikel Arteta and what he wants to do in terms of big games he wants to add that physicality he wants to have players which can impose themselves in the back line and Laporte is a good defender he is a good defender but again can I see Manchester City selling a player of that quality to tight rival? Uh, I can't. I can't, to no. be honest. And he's twenty nine as well. I mean, you know, what fee are I, we I'm looking sure at? Sorry, what fee are we potentially looking at? You reckon? I think you. I think they'd be. I mean, he's got what two years left? I think on his deal. Um, they would be wanting upwards of twenty five, thirty million pounds, surely, for mm-hmm. Laporte. Um, I, I don't know why it would be much less than that. Uh, you know, think about how much they asked for Zinchenko, think about how much they asked for Jesus. And Arsenal now are in a position where they, they would want to get a real big op- big amount of money for him as well. Uh, the Jarrell Cancelo one's interesting. I see arguments on both sides for him. Um, but I think there's an issue. Like, I think there's an issue on a like a social level with, with Cancelo, seemingly. It mm. didn't go very well at Bayern either. Like, he didn't just get to a new club and was suddenly free and released away from City, so he was great. That didn't happen. 
Um, I'm not sure that he's the right profile. I, I'd be open to it, but you know, it's a risk. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I'd there like to see a younger. There are, there are names, names out there. It's not like we're bereft of options, you know. Um, what, what, what do you say? Like, if I chuck to you a few names, like we were linked with Castagne at the start of the window, weren't we? Yeah, Leicester City. That Is he link, left? No, nah, he's not left. He's not left. So he he's was one left. link. He was one link that was mentioned. Kyle Walker Peters. He was mentioned at the start of the window. Like someone that can play left back, someone that can play right back. Obviously, I know he can't do that inverted role, but he was an option that was linked at the start of the window. Tyler Adams, have you seen talk? Obviously, I know he might be going to Bournemouth, but he's oh. someone that can potentially play that inverted role. He can play that inverted role, yeah. That's he's an interesting one, Tyler Adams. Twenty million pounds. Twenty million pounds is the relegation clause in, in, like in his contract at Leeds United. Yeah. If you want a player that can play an inverted role, someone that I think is a good player, I don't think he's Yeah, bad. I like Tyler Adams a lot. Yeah. I know you're, you're a massive fan. You were like when when he when he first joined Leeds United. So mm. that's an option. If you're looking for a market opportunity, 20 million pounds for a player that can come in and the tactical formation of your team doesn't change a lot, it's an option to be had, no? Yeah. No, I think Tyler Adams is a really interesting profile. It seems Bournemouth for the club that might yeah. end up getting him um, from the looks of things. But I don't see... I think he's got a £20 million buyout yeah. clause. It's, um, it's a bargain. It's, yeah, it's not. it depends how much, you know, if it's all up front or whatever, how it works, you know. But it also adds, you know, another depth option to the midfield technically as well, you know. So I don't think Tyler Adams would be a terrible option. How old is Tyler Adams now? Is he what, mid-20s? Uh, 24. 24. 24. Good age. Yeah. So 25 in February. Very good age. But I think uh, Bournemouth have, you know, looking to activate yeah. the 20 minute man release clause. I think they've triggered it now. But he would be a, it doesn't mean that Arsenal couldn't also do that. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. One to maybe look out for. Um, one to consider for sure uh, between now and the end of, uh, of however long that saga might run for as well. But I think the key thing are is that, as you say, there is not a limit of options. It's not like we're looking at the forward line, you know, and there really was like, I don't see the option in the forward line. But in defence and surrounding this timber situation, I think there are potential figures out there that could do an interesting job for Arsenal um at right fullback specifically i think the right hand side is is more smarter to invest in because really that's where timber came in to unleash white as a competitive option to saliba at right sided center back as well so yeah mm. any final thoughts yeah it's just it's interesting like it's a blow it is a blow but like you you've just touched on there are options out there um and it just remains to be seen whether arsenal pull the trigger and whether they think to themselves, look, we need to make a signing in this position because it's an area Ooh. that we're light in. Um, Ajax were linked with the players well in recent days, weren't they? The Croatian, Stalo. Has that deal materialised? He's gone to Ajax, I think. I think he's going I don't to think, I don't, I don't think that's done yet. Stalo. Uh, let's have a look. <sighs> News, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't seem to be, yeah, it does. and I like him, I like him, I think he's a decent footballer. Yeah, I don't know why that deal hasn't progressed. It seemed there was all the noise that it was happening. Um, it says Ajax will wait to finalize the Sutolo deal after Dynamo Zagreb have played their UEFA Champions League match against AEK 
on the off chance that Sutalo suffers a major injury in those matches. They don't want to seal the deal That's right now. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, Fabrizio Romano says, I expect the deal to be done and sealed by the end of the week. But he said that on the 11th um, of August. So, you know, we're now Tuesday of next week and nothing's been sealed. So, mm. yeah. It maybe I think it was even more sort of a left-sided centre back though. Yeah, but he's like he's someone that again you're looking at options. Right yeah, you're looking at someone that is young at that age profile. It it, it would mm. be a decent signing again. I'm not I'm not sure how much the fee would potentially be, but like you said, there are options out there. Simakan again, he's a good name. He's a good name, but it seems that when we first signed Timber, he was the person that we were linked with at first, wasn't it? But then we decided to move for Timber. But yeah, it leaves Arsenal short. It leaves Arsenal short. I think Timber yeah. was the perfect player for big games, though. He was the perfect uh, player for big games. Yes, as we might try for Raya in a fullback position, uh, potentially as an option. Um, Kay says Benjamin Henricks is the ideal signing for Arteta. He fits the system well. He can play as a left back, right back, even centre mid. I think we could go for him. Uh, Tyrell says, do you think we should go for Sergio Ramos? No, uh, it's probably the consensus there. Lamptey. Uh, Lamptey, yeah, I've seen suggestions for Lamptey as well. I, I don't think that's the right yeah. option at all. Uh, I think he's, he's fallen, fallen off. Yeah. Very much fallen off at Brighton, had significant injury issues himself uh, as well. Uh, some people suggesting that now this means that we shouldn't sell Tierney um, mm. because nah. of this. I don't think this is related to Tierney at all. Um, I, I just think that this is ultimately going to affect who we bring in maybe on a right side so a defender position as I say we've got Zinchenko Kivior Tomiyasu still here that's three options we can use at left back without Tierney and you could argue that we've got another youngster in Lino Sosa as well what do you make of the fact that Raul Waters is still here you know mm. he's an interesting young player should he mm. be given more of a chance yeah it's interesting like towards the back end of last season there was calls for him to start um mm. Obviously, when Rob Holding was in the team, I think it, it was... I know Arsenal fans, uh, they've got that vendetta against Rob Holding, but I think tracking a player in the deep end in the title race, it's going to cause that. So in a pivotal rate. game, you'd rather holding over Walters? What's a pivotal game? Like Manchester City? City away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely would... I genuinely, after last season... Right, after, after, where, right, now, now you're talking about now, yeah? After watching yeah, his performance yes, last season. Yes, that's what I'm season. saying. Now, oh, yeah, yeah Rule Waters. Rule Waters. After watching Holden's performance against Man City last season at the ATF, Rule Waters. I just think that in this moment now, with him a year older, last year was too soon. This year, yeah. a year older, played in pre another preseason. Look of at Rico Lewis. Yeah, you know, you've got to give these kids chances, I think. And Rule Waters, I don't necessarily see as a player that needs to go on loan. I think he's a player that just needs to be, you know, given time in the FA Cup and the Carabao yeah. Cup and eased into senior football. So let's see. Let's see what happens. Anyway, we're going to round the show off there. Uh, thank you, my mate, for your time. Very much appreciated, as always. Thank you, mate. Much appreciated. No worries, fella. Uh, we will see you all uh, on the next one tomorrow morning, uh, bright and early as well, back at the normal time, I believe, at 10 a.m. Uh, so have a fantastic day. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you again soon. Have a good one. And, as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.